Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking... <laughs> One comic book character every single week. We talk about good fights and their bad fights. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Sean, why are we laughing? Oh, so, okay. So we just, behind the curtain here, we've been waiting for like five minutes to start recording because someone was just <laughs> idling outside my house with the loudest engine in the world. And then they pulled off and we were like, oh, grand, we can start recording now. And then I don't know if you heard it in the audio listeners, but I know Connor heard it. Is that you just hear a little beep beep go as they fucking pull off. It was like a final fuck you yeah. to us. It was like that they were waiting for us to start recording to disrupt us. I think that's the two Johnnies out there. I kind of respect the shithousery of it. But at the it, same time, I mean, what about my Hero or Zero report, Sean? Oh, is this what it feels like to be on the receiving end of shithousery, Connor? Because I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's not for me. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Hero or Zero. This is the part where I introduced what Hero or Zero is. So that's the show where we take one comic book character every single week. Uh, <laughs> I'm stealing it from you. It's a weird uh, segue to segue into yourself. Yeah, look. <laughs> normally you take DC characters. I would take Marvel characters. We just give everyone a bit of a rundown about everything to do with that character, Connor. Did I say mm-hmm. that correctly? I think you've absolutely nailed it, Beep Beep. 
And uh, to be up. honest with you, <laughs> do, am I allowed to hear the beep? No. I'm trying to get one back. <laughs> You're also disrupted by the beep beep. <laughs> I'm, r- I'm trying to take back my power. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> You never know. You'll be listening live. Um, so, Sean, as a, I um, I'm live streaming this on Twitch. Did you not know that? No, you need to tell oh, me these things. I, did, I didn't even tell you that. <laughs> We're on all the streaming platforms. Think of one. We're on F's that. in the chat for Sean. <laughs> in the chat. Um, yeah, so this is Hero Zero. If this is your first episode or your 500 episode, um, we have actually done 600, so that it is wild, actually. actually correct. Um, that you can give us a like and maybe a bit of a review, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on would really yeah. help us out. I did my first um, one last week, I'll have you know. Oh, good one. Uh, Four stars. Well, for us. <laughs> Damn. Um, so we are starting off Hero Zero is going to be my week, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've decided to do is, as I said, Sean, 600 episodes in, that means 200 episodes of Hero or Zero, which yeah. is a lot of characters. Um, it's heaps. In- it, with, like, it, and I feel... We did some of the heavy hitters right out of the gate, Connor. We, we came to a bit too big too early. It's like when you're drawing on a piece of paper. Our first letter was too big. So now we have to condense the rest of the happy birthday <laughs> message onto this A4 Of course. Sheet. Yeah. And so this week I'm doing a character that actually only appeared in a few comics. But oh. it, was so, it was a character that really interests me for the sole reason that um, she's got the powers of basically Superman. But also, she's just a detective. <laughs> what? But, and have you heard of Swamp Ting and Poison Ivy? She's also familiar. got a little bit of them about her. <laughs> but she... Okay. So it's a detective with the powers of Superman, Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, and the character. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even hers, I would say. <laughs> she appeared in a few Phantom Stranger issues. Um, what the fuck is this? The character we are covering is Susan Linden, otherwise known as the Black Orchid, Sean. Um, right. She's named after a flower, so you know it's good. Uh, yeah, like Poison Ivy. There's one. Name one other flower-based character. Uh, <laughs> nope, uh, nothing. <laughs> Catwoman, um, there we go. <laughs> Good, nailed it. <laughs> but, um, so Black Orchid, right? Um, created in August 1973 by Sheldon Meyer and Tony the I hope I got that right, Tony. Um, I do apologise. But anyway, um, Black Orchid is a bit of a... It's very hard to describe a character that powerful, but also just with such a small scope of what they do. Because I have born and raised in the suburbs of Metropolis, Susan Linden developed a love for the plant kingdom. And this was mostly to do with her fact that her school sweetheart was a person very interested in becoming a botanist, Mr. Dr. Philip Sylvian. Um, Is Dr. Philip anyone in comics or is he just a man? Uh, oh, he might be somebody, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go just a man for now, right? That's I know fine. other people pop up now in about one sentence, so just bear with me. I look forward um, to that. <laughs> Dr. Philip Sylvian, he was, he did turn out to be a botanist and he worked alongside contemporaries such as Alec Holland or Alec 
Swab Tig Holland, <gasps> and a little a little old character known as Pamela Isley. Otherwise known as Poison Ivy. Ah, uh, that so, frumpy scientist from the beginning of Batman and Robin, correct? <laughs> Uma Thurman. <laughs> um, but that love was not stronger. So her love for Philip was not stronger than her fear of her abusive father. So she ran away from the suburbs, okay? So she, yeah. she wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. She was in love, but she's like, I need to get out of here because my father's a dickhead. Um, he's not good news, Sean. You know what? Good call. Think you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. She travels the world, working odd jobs everywhere. She eventually becomes a blackjack dealer, making extra money skimming the house. Um, no, just the house on the slide. Connor. That won't end well for her, I don't think. Take um, it from me. <laughs> a man who has one hand. <laughs> um, this, she was doing this for a little while until she met a man called Carol Tord who was a bit of a smooth customer, Sean, a bit of a smooth arms dealer working for Lex Luthor. Is that a common phrase? Just that lad's a bit of a smooth arms dealer over there. <laughs> you could easily say smooth criminal. I said no. <laughs> um, so Alex, Eric, sorry, Carol is, um, he's an arms dealer, works for Lex Luthor, but he's also, he's charming. He's mm. nice. He's, he seems like a stand-up kind of fella. Part so, the arms dealer side of things. Other than that, but she ends up falling in love with Carol and marrying him. And oh. she's like, this is it. I'm happy now. This she's is like, this Carol, is my life. do you want to get really into flowers? Because that would really <laughs> do it for me, is all I'm saying. Because that's what I'm into <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, and so things, unfortunately, Sean, went sour with Carol, uh, who turned out to be a bad bloke. Oh, really? Did he now? Yes. Not only did he become a bad bloke because he was an arms dealer with Lex Luthor, but then he decided to rob from Lex Luthor, um, oh. which, not great. No, if there's one man you wouldn't want to piss off, it's the lunatic mm. evil genius with an army of robots. So Susan is like, Carol has turned into an absolutely horrible person. He's very aggressive, just a really abusive partner. She runs back home to Philip Sylvian and she gets Dr. back Phil. to her hometown. She runs back to Philly, um, the man, not the place. <laughs> not, not the Delphia. <laughs> not Philadelphia. And she reports Torn to the police. Um, so okay. she goes back to Dr. Sylvian for protection, basically. And then she rings the police on Carol. And is like, arrest him, he's a thief. So, this did not go where I thought it was going to go, because I thought she was going to try and take down Carol herself and that's no, how she no, gets no, into no, no, here. No. At this point, it's all going well, Sean. You're going to really like the next few lines, I think. Oh, okay. Because um, Dr. Sylvian, he's protecting her. He's like, don't worry, I'll look after you. Unfortunately, Carol tracks her down. Oh, no. Carol scours the globe and after a few months, finally catches her. Um, and Dr. Sylvian is unable to prevent Carol from not only finding her, but turning up and killing her. She's killed? She, killed. She's unalived? Susan Linden is unalived. Right. So now... Killed rest, by her abusive ex-husband. Killed by her abusive ex-husband. Uh, mm-hmm. Failed to be protected by her original love. Uh, mm-hmm. And now killed. But I, you've told me she's Superman? So... Dr. Sylvian... Um, he's mourning the loss. Like he's he's not he's not too oh, happy, no. Sean. Right? Oh no! Um, and he he's decides, not going to try and play God, is he? 
Don't tell me <laughs> no. he decides to play God. Of course not. He decides to use his studies on her body and using cloning techniques and his bot- botanical knowledge. Mm-hmm. But ha- yeah, botanical knowledge. He turns her after many months shot of reading, experimenting, doing stuff. Yeah. He turns her into a plant human hybrid and she gains the powers that would start her espionage and crime fighting career. <laughs> wow. Okay, so she dies and he brings her back to life in a weird clone plant hybrid body. Your goddamn Ray does. Fuck, that's actually class. Uh, it's like a it's like Swamp Thing slash Man Thing, depending on DC Marvel. It's like a refined version of that process. Yeah. Where a man and objectively like died and then swamp magic brought him back to life. And so he brings her back to life with his own magic. Um through playing of. God. True playing God, which Can't obviously is a great though. thing to do with all sorts of starts of stories. Absolutely. Only leads to good things down the line. Um, so she's a crime fighter, Sean. She would capture criminals, not by using her magic powers that are given to her by a thing called the green, which is something we covered um, in DC. It's basically just nature. Yeah. Um, the, the green is like the power of nature in DC. And so it's a very powerful thing. It's like the speed force. But it's like yeah, it's like this abstract concept that certain people can tap into. Yeah, it's very hard to describe over a podcast, but it's just, it's a weird thing that it's abstract, as you say. Just Um, go with it. Just go with it. It's a green thing. (laughs) Um, And so she's a crime fighter and she would capture criminals by disguising herself as someone close to them in order to find incriminating evidence because she's able to mould herself into whatever form she wants. Okay, I just thought she was wearing a series of wigs and, like, Mission Impossible She also does that. Does she actually? (laughs) Yes. Why? What's the point? Also, what does she look like now that she's, like, plant lady? Is she, like, green? Um, She has a full costume, full purple costume, superhero costume. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, But, like, skin, like, is she, like, is she made of grass? Like, Oh, she just looks normal. All right. Okay. No real downside to this whole death and resurrection thing, is there? (laughs) No, not really. He did a lot of research. What does this... How does this doctor... Sorry, no. Does does this doctor just... Say, Grant, that worked, and then go back to his regular life as a botanist? Yeah. Or does he... Like, what, could he not sell that to the military? And He's go got a lot of fucking tulips to look after, Sean. He doesn't have time to be looking after you on as well. He's setting her on her way. He just brings her back to life, gives her power and says, right, on you go. And then he Talk just like, after. opens on a flower own, shop. Kid. Also, I'm fairly sure a botanist doesn't just like run a flower shop. I'm, I'm sure they do like science and experiments and shit as well. We don't know. <laughs> I've seen the Martian. He's a botanist in that, I think. Oh, yeah, that worked well for him. Um, often her involvement would not be discovered until the end of the story. When the person Orchard had replaced would be found bound and gagged with a black orchard left near them as a kind of Ooh. calling card. Can I ask a question at this point in the report? Go for it. Is it pronounced Orchid or Orchid? I was thinking that for ages before this report and I don't know. <laughs> I want to say Orchid, but you've gone this far now and I don't want to, I don't want to stumble I, you. Do you know what I did? That is so funny. I said <laughs> Orchid and then I looked at you to be like, Connor, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> And you never came in. And so then I thought Orchid must be correct. I was too polite. And now it's now, now we both look like idiots. Is it Orchid? I think it's, orchid sounds more right. Orchid sounds like a flower. Orchid sounds like you're mispronouncing orchard. You know? 
But then, oh, hang on. Orchid. But then what's an orchard full of? Trees. Apples. No, trees. Trees. Uh, Nature. So hang oh, on, let me go. get the Google pronunciation. Google you guys can't hear this. Every, everyone just bear with us for one second. Orchid. Is, oh, of is, course is, it is. Is the of official. Course. I am not educated. I do apologize profusely. And Sean, you should know better. I did. Um, I just didn't say it out loud. No, but you, you, you took about fucking 10 minutes to come in. <laughs> 14, I'll have you know. Black Orchid is a master of disguise. And many of her adventures involve her going undercover, as I said, and investigating. She can also do more standard super heroics. As, look, she does a bit of the crime fighting, a bit of disguising, but she also has a purple outfit and she can fly, has super strength and is immune to bullets. These are not, these, these are not... Your general plant powers, I would say. Where <laughs> the did these come from in the mix? <laughs> the stories never showed her when she wasn't in some disguise, nor revealed her real name or the origin of her powers in any way. Um, so that was kind of right. her big thing, was uh, as it was kind of seen as like a running gag that Black Orchid oh. never had any origin. Right, she just showed up and was very powerful and capable. So, so there apparently wasn't enough demand for Black Organ to get her own series. And when the 1970s version of The Phantom Stranger ended its run, she slipped into obscurity for basically a decade. Um, it wasn't until 19, the late 1980s when she began reappearing, as some of the children who had read her adventures became comic book writers themselves, Sean. The classic way that it always happens. We're like, I like this character, let's see what, what we can do here. Um, she even appeared in an issue of Blue Devil, where there was like various origin stories done, and one of them was like a parody of Daredevil, and the other one was like a parody of Spider-Man. It was um, Madame Xanadu and the Blue Devil like talking back and forth on where they taught... Uh, the Black Orchid got her powers. Right, just as like a, a fun little comic story. Because she still had no origin in comic book lore. So it was just kind of taking the piss over. So I think one of them was like she got bitten by a, an orchid <laughs> or like she fell on an orchid and the other one was radioactive stuff, fell on a bunch of flowers and then they fell on her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, look, those are very comic book origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, she also was appearing in a lot of. Uh, she started appearing a string or making a string of appearances in the Suicide Squad, um, and this was kind of see. She kind of came in as a good person, the Suicide Squad, like like a Rick Flag style. Right, right, right. So like someone who's just on the team, probably the leader, and isn't mm. as much of a flight risk as all the other Suicide Squad members are. But in 1988, Sean, the character was relaunched in the three-issue miniseries. Black Orchid, written okay. by Neil Gaiman. Um, Interesting. Okay. Exactly. So Neil got his hands on her and she, he was like, a D-list character, let's see what happens. What can I do? What can I come up with? Yeah, um, like get a really, really, really good writer to do a very like, you know, low stakes all in all. They, they no one really for, cares. Um, they did it for Animal Man, I remember. Yeah, like I remember the Animal well. Man report. Um and so the miniseries fleshed out the character considerably, providing an origin story which explained how and why she became known as Black Orchid, which I just explained. Um, it also gave the character a civilian name, uh, which she didn't have. So all the stuff I just told you didn't exist until Neil came in. That's um, insane. So he basically she, gave the character life, like gave her a yes. personality and a, and a story. Uh, 
And instead of being just a normal super-powered human, or meta-human, her background was changed to be that of a human-plant hybrid with ties to the green, which is what he introduced to the character itself. Before that, she was just super-powered, and nobody knew how. She was and just had called a the vague, Black like, flower theme to her. Yeah. Um, That's quite be- cool. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of some of the stories, I also will touch on that issue, because... Not only did Neil give her life, he also gave her debt. Because oh um, that's just a little bit of a tidbit well, there before we get to that. Foreshadowing <laughs> is obvious, Connor. <laughs> sometimes it's five shadowing. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of her stories, especially at the start when she was in the Phantom Stranger comics, were literally like it. It would be like, oh, this girl is. She's amazing at dressing up. She's amazed at disguises. She. You can never know who she is. She could be anyone. But simultaneously, that meant she also had no origin. So they were always just like, is it you? Is it you? <laughs> and, you know, for like three issues, it was always like, it's definitely, it's definitely that woman there. And then it turns out not to be that woman. because she She's in the no background. At all. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's in the background somewhere there. else. <laughs> um, the main story when this came up was there was a race car driver and a rich woman known as Roddy Coon. Um, and she basically, for two issues, was like, basically the black orchid like she they never said it but it was like really heavily fucking implied that this woman was the black orchid right yeah and she stated her admiration for black orchid and she even made herself a costume um and later in the issue though it's just revealed that she's just a fan There's nothing to do with her and right. it's and it's actually contacted um um, she's contacted by someone who appeared to be the Black Orchid. So you see the two of them in the same scene. And you're like, okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, however, when they arrived at the home, it was revealed that this orchid was a member of a legion of Black Orchids, Sean. Yes. You're losing me. You're losing me It's a just like bit. a weird team who use technology to render themselves invulnerable to bullets. Um, give themselves super strength and flight. It's like, it's like she was a hero, and then this team is just based off her, but they're villains. <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, I, look, I don't hate it. <laughs> mm. The members of this legion later revealed to be a criminal organization. Um, basically, tricked Roddy into giving them the plans to the World Bank. <laughs> The World Bank. <laughs> it's called World Bank. But so here's the logic, right? The Black yeah. Orchids, uh, they know that Roddy's a big fan of the Black Orchid. This is getting confusing. But the team yeah. of criminals that are called the Black Orchid, yes. they're like race car and very rich woman, race car driver and very rich woman, Roddy Kun. She really interested the Black Orchid. We are called the Black Orchids. I guarantee we could try and convince her that we're the good guys. And we could come in and, you know, like, trick her into giving us some plans. Because her dad is the manager of World Bank. The abusive dad that... No, 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 no. Roddy's dad. Sorry. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you now. So the Black Orchid is nowhere near this story so far. (laughs) Right. The actual hero Black Orchid hasn't made an appearance. Just the evil Black Orchids. We just have race car driver Roddy and the Black Orchids who have taken advantage of the fact that she loves the superhero Black Orchid. Right. Okay, I'm with you. And they want 
her, they want the plans to the World Bank. Is that just the name of a bank or is it an actual bank where all of the world's money is held? I've, I think it's just the name of a bank. That's fine then. <laughs> um, and so, um, under the pretense of defending the, bla- the bank from communists... Oh, the, the orchids. Communists the orchids. are in this. Oh, communists. Oh, it's the 80s, Sean. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the orchids are basically like, Roddy, you got to give us those plants because communists are going to try and steal all the money. And we need to know where all the weak spots are so we can stop them stealing the money. We can right? plug up those gaps. We can plug up money those gaps, safe. Roddy, real quick. And you don't even have to tell your dad. We'll do it on the slide. Just because you're such a big fan of the black orchids. Yeah, or the black orchid or the orchids. One of them. Ah, Orchids? How do you say it? Orchid, whatever. How do you you pronounce it? Fine, Roddy. Roddy, you're right. Whatever you say is right. Okay. So they get in there and Ronnie's showing them around. She's like, this, this, this. Here's the safe. The orchids knock out Roddy and tie her to the vault door and attempt to blow the vault open. With her tied to it. Goddamn right, Sean. So they just turned from bank robbery to murder right quick. Straight up. I mean, they're very evil criminal organisation here. Is she still a fan at this point or has she figured it out that these aren't the black orchid I know? (laughs) She's still into it. This must be just a game. (laughs) And the, um, the, 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 the gang then, their plan is now to... Blow up, Rob. The, Blow the up vault the safe door, door with her on it, yes. and then steal the money and then leave. Because she knows who they are, she's seen them. But they introduced themselves to her, to her. and only her. So if right. they kill her, okay. nobody knows it was them, right? Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a, it's an airtight plan. Why not? It's a, it's bulletproof, Shad. Like them, bulletproof. Like the black um, orchid. It was at this point where the real Black Orchid, who had a habit of all of her stories of not showing up until the very last, <laughs> last <laughs> few pages, intercede, intervene, Sean, rescuing the bound and gagged Ronnie and capturing the remaining Legion of Orchid members. Ronnie was even allowed to take the credit for it, as the real Orchid escaped without even being found. Right, so... Ronnie's not the black orchid, it turns out. Turns out she's not. And the real orchid was there all along, just dressed out as there. a teller. <laughs> dressed as a teller, just yes. hidden in the back. This is fucking ridiculous. It's <laughs> it's like they had ideas of who they could make the black orchid be, but they, mm. they preferred having just this character that popped up. Th- this was oh. years before Neil came in. This was yeah. the 70s. So, so no one wanted to like finalise, come down one side of the fence about who this Black Orchid was. They used to constantly use her in the Suicide Squad as well as like the person to impersonate other people, like to break into places. Like, hi, I'm whoever it is. I have a security pass, but I forgot today. But that's you know who me. I am. You should come let me on. through. And it come worked on. every time. Every single time. She's the greatest impersonator ever to live. That's wild. There, there's a similar kind of thing in Marvel. There was a character called Jackpot who uh, was just, like, sw- like jumping around, swinging around, flying around in New York for ages. And everyone was like, who's Jackpot? Uh, this Jackpot had red hair, very close to Spider-Man, and uh, talked a lot like Mary Jane Watson talked. Even her name, Jackpot, is like, you just hit the Jackpot tiger. Uh, mm. So everyone's like, oh, it's definitely Mary Jane. And then it was revealed, no, she's just some redhead. 
who speaks like that and like Spider-Man a lot. <laughs> that's almost the best reveals. <laughs> it's, that's the most satisfying for a reader. Oh, wow, no stakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't bring Neil in on that one. <laughs> what I want is a reveal and then me to go, who? <laughs> that's all I want. Just that is all some I guy? Want. <laughs> yeah, just some guy I've never heard of. Oh, man, this is great. Um, and but, However... A little bit of the story, when she's amongst the Suicide Squad shot, mm-hmm. is uh, while working with them, she was caught. Well, she wasn't caught. They found evidence um, that she had accessed the Task Force X's mainframes and she had been attempting to infiltrate LexCorp at the time because, Sean, after all these years, she's looking for revenge. Because of... The the man whose name I forget, but who worked for Lex Luthor, the arms dealer. Is for who killed for, her? just to just to make this clear, right? Yeah. Carol Thorn worked for Lex Luthor. Yes. In her origin, okay. Carol gets killed. You know, kills her and then yeah. gets killed himself. Yes. So she's looking for revenge against Lex Luthor for some reason. Because Carol was incorruptible until Lex came along. Lex got robbed. So all he did was he was the victim. (laughs) No, I don't want to defend billionaires on this podcast, but Lex is the victim in that scenario. Lex actually, he, Carol killed her and stole from Lex. And so he kind of got his comeuppance. Yeah, not to say that, like, you can just kill someone, but like... Carl but he did someone. kill someone else and rob Lex Luthor. Shouldn't have done that. But like that, de- like that debt is settled as far as Carl being dead goes, mm. you know? So now so, she's looking up Lex Luthor stuff to try and get revenge on Lex for some reason. Did Lex do something else to her in the meantime? No, nothing. That's the only time she's ever interacted with Lex. <laughs> That's very strange. And she's never even really interacted with him. Just his like go-between middleman. <laughs> Just by like osmosis through Carol. Yeah. And then, like, she used to be robbing from casinos and everything, so she doesn't yeah. have a leg to stand she, on. I, t- I don't understand that at all. But look, they wanted to go that route, right? So she's up against Lex. She's got a big bad. You're thinking, right, this is it. And this is where Neil comes in. Because Neil, he's now writing the three-story origin. He's like, right, look, this is our big origin. He reveals it all. However, the, what happens then is that the story starts when it's in Lex Luthor's office. And it's in his boardroom. And mm-hmm. she's undercover trying to discover exactly what Lex is up to next. Um, and this is when they do all the flashbacks of how this all got to here. And then it comes back to the boardroom. And in this issue where they gave her life, Lex immediately gets sh- shoots her in the head and kills her. Just fucking murders her. <laughs> because she thinks she's undercover. And Lex Luthor knows who she is. Right. So he's just like no, no questions, no demands, no hostage. Just shoot her in the head. She's masquerading as like Lex's secretary, and she's after fooling every single other person in the whole building. But the idea is that Lex Luthor's too smart to be caught out like that. Right. And so you get this whole big origin of like this really cool character, and then Lex has the cool moment where you're like, "Oh, she's going to get him. This is really cool." And he just pulls out a gun and he just shoots her in the fucking head. And he's just like, you're not going to fool me like that. I know. That's insane. That's, That's <laughs> yeah. Lex Luthor doing his own dirty work is always fun. Uh, Don't come into his boardroom. That's such a brutal death, though, for, like, that character. 
after being just like told how good she is. Well, to be honest, Sean, it's actually not something to worry about. Do you know why? Bulletproof, immortal, probably. Not bulletproof or immortal. Well, she is bulletproof. Okay, right. so that's part of the story. She is bulletproof. So what Lex then does is he ties her to a chair and sets the building on fire until she suffocates to death. <laughs> oh. But she still dies. <laughs> That's even a, a more horrendous death then. Yeah, but look, it's it's a cool visual of him shooting her if you just forget she's bulletproof and then they remembered and then they're like, I tied her to a chair as well. And he burned down the building. I think he brought her to a warehouse and burned the warehouse down. Right. Jesus, that's a lot of property damage on top of everything. Seem, seems like it. Um, but what happens though is after she dies, Sean, her spirit goes Love back to the green. To to the, not the green shot. Oh. To Dr. Sylvian's lab. Where there are two other clones of Susan that he has grown from the DNA and plant human hybrid that he created originally. And now do you have two brand new clones of her? That's wild. There's so been she, four orchids in DC. She do they keep the, the memories? They no, keep- there's di- there are different people. They're different names. Right, but say they look the same because they're clones, but they're like yeah. that's that's quite interesting. So that still has stakes then, because the character that you know and the character who experiences these stories, they can die. But the then spirit you get, just goes back into another one. And you get to keep the same like powers and like balance. Mm-hmm. That's quite interesting. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of powers and ability, Sean, she's demonstrated the ability to remember Superman levels, fly, super strength. Um, she's got uh, force fields. She's invulnerable. She's got superhuman agility, superhuman reflexes, superhuman speed, superhuman stamina, superhuman strength. Um, so she's basically got all of Superman's powers and she doesn't get weak to kryptonite. Don't ask me why she has those powers. She's just a plant woman. I'm not quite sure. She just does. Yeah, I feel like that. Like she's in need of a, a, a major balance, I think. Because that's too mm. powerful for basically no weaknesses other than being suffocated in a warehouse. <laughs> but fire. you know what my favourite bit and why I did this report is because there's one line in the description. And it says, although Black Orchid had a number of powers, she can fly, she's nigh on invulnerable, and she can for- make force fields out of her hands, her main ability is a mastery of the skies. <laughs> Yo, it's not really what you'd put on your business card, though, is it? Like, I don't understand why they've concentrated so much on the Scooby-Doo element of the skies when the woman clearly has Superman's powers and could fuck anyone up. The woman could fly through a tank and be fine. Just be fine. And just like superhuman strength could rip people in two. But no, we have to have her dress as a weird fucking person in the background. And they'd be like, ha-ha, now I've caught you. But you could just have her fly superhuman speed and then just go straight through them. Like, from what I'm getting from this as well, the fact that she's half-plant really doesn't mean anything either no it's just for the name to be honest (laughs) yeah and there's no plant powers in there she's just like a superman (laughs) yeah but you can grow her again that's the where the plant stuff comes in that's fair i suppose but like she's pretty Mm. hard to kill by all accounts as well um so the uh, by the way has all those powers right there's like a full fucking list and then it goes abilities 
disguise. And they put so much... There's no fucking writing under any of those powers. But in disguise, it has a whole paragraph in that it says, She has spent an entire investigation... Uh, she often spends an entire investigation impersonating an ins- insignificant background female, such as a maid, a secretary, someone's girlfriend, and the others only discovered her involvement later upon finding the abandoned disguise with her calling card, a black orchid. So, like, what did the... So, the, ri- the reason that there's probably the most written about that is that's all the writers ever let her do. Yes. So, they just didn't know how to write... A superpowered character in a small scale story, basically. Her her two abilities, disguise and investigation. The That's... woman can fly to space. <laughs> and her two abilities are disguise and investigation. The woman can bench press a semi truck. Like disguise <laughs> and investigation too though. I mean, I mean, fair enough. But just I think what's to happen here is she's playing a video game and she's maxed out the wrong stat. I, yeah. I think she's maxed out charm in a, sl- a slash a hack and slash game. And yeah, and she's like, but she's also got like cheats on, so she gets all <laughs> the other power. She's got God mode, but she just she's really into like customizing her character. Yeah, she's really into being really charismatic. Yeah, just sliced them to death. Just talk your way in. It's fine. <laughs> um, her only weakness. Vulnerability to herbicide. Any sort of weed killer can cause damage to her um, and nearly kill her, basically. Right. I mean, it's more common than kryptonite, I guess, but it'd probably have to be a pretty big dose. Yeah. Um, but that is my report on the Black Orchid, Sean, or Orchid for the first 10 minutes. Orchid. Uh, Orchid. What a, ver- what a like ridiculously powerful character that just does very little with all of that Nothing. power. It's just, it's weird when I come across a character and I'm like, oh, powers of Superman, um, really, really strong, invulnerable, super strength, super speed, can fly, um, sometimes puts on a wig, let's really concentrate on the wig bit, uh, yeah. definitely. Those wigs. That's, <laughs> those if wigs. you're going on a mission, you can take maximum, I would say, two wigs with you. <laughs> but I think the idea is that she's taking people's clothes and like dressing as them and then like putting on a wig. Like in Hitman. Yeah, like Hitman style. For no reason. Yeah. It's just such an odd skill set to also have in addition to being Superman. <laughs> so do you like the Black Orchid or no? I prefer the Black Orchid myself. Oh, uh, very good. She also you. appeared in Justice League Dark, that animated movie from a few years ago. Um, if you watch that. Uh, I, I've, I've seen bits of that. I've seen clips of that through TikTok. Uh, mm. Someone has it in like 15 seconds. You still have watched Young Justice though, so do we really have to judge Connor, or maybe respect have, your opinion? Have you asked if I've watched Young Justice this week? Sean, have you seen Young Justice? I haven't, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go watch Batman Beyond as well. I've watched some of Batman Beyond. I watched that. You've watched like one episode. Watch some of it back in the day, Connor. Back, watch it now. Nah, nah, probably not. <laughs> watch Return of the Joker. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. You want, yeah, you have to watch that for the Patreon. I didn't have to. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's but true. I also was required to for the Patreon. No, <laughs> I didn't have to. They made me. Uh, it was mandated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I should get it for my report, Sean, if you'd like to take it out. Yes, I will do. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero 
Zero. We'll be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Shout-outs go to everyone over on the Patreon. Thanks for continuing the support. You're absolutely amazing. You help keep the show going week on week, all 600 episodes. Uh, we really appreciate you sticking around. Um, other ways to support the show, we do have a merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. The Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four if you want to follow us there. Facebook is Detective Divilman's discussion group if you want to have a chat about comics or movies or just anything really. Uh, Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Lee. I shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.